Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wild Hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Hope you all had a great 4th of July weekend, a safe 4th of July weekend. Got some rest, enjoyed y'all self, spent time with family. Uh, as long as you weren't spending your 4th of July working, um, that's all that matters. So uh, if you did, more power to you. I know Bill's got to get paid um, and the world keeps on turning. So welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. We are... Midsummer, and we are pushing. Well, it'll be dove season here before too long, so get those fields shredded, start getting prepped for that. Hopefully, you got water in your pond still. Hopefully, the birds will start flying. I've been noticing a few hanging around, sitting on the power lines on the property, but you know, that's just summertime. There's going to be a few white wings hanging around. We tend to see more morning dove uh, on our property as they start to migrate down south. So really excited about that. Doe season is hopefully going to be a good one. Last year I only hunted a couple times. Um, got a few birds, nothing special, enough to make a meal out of, and that was it. So going to try to be out there a little bit more, um, make time for that, take the take my daughter out hunting with me, and just enjoying the outdoors with her. Dove season was a huge part of my childhood. Really enjoyed it. I think it's a big reason why I love hunting as much as I do, and uh, got a lot of memories with Dad doing that. So. And I love to eat dove. I love it. I mean, who doesn't? It's it's a quick, easy, clean, and nice little meal with a cream cheese, a jalapeno, and some bacon. So excited about that. Dove season is coming up. Don't forget to go ahead. If you are low on your shot shells, uh, get out there. Get them ordered. Go, go buy them because if you wait too long, could be ended up like the last year where everyone bought them out and you were just stuck with what you could find. So if there's something you like to shoot, get out there, get it ordered, and uh, get prepped. But it's going to be time to start breaking out the uh, the ski thrower, get a little practice in, get the guns cleaned up, and uh, and ready to go. So dove season will be starting. We have that. Uh, I still need to get deer feeder up and camera up. I've been getting photos from friends uh showing me some of the deer they have in velvet and it's just looking like it could be a very fun active season we're gonna see how that goes if it continues that way we have been blessed with a little bit of rain down here in south texas the past couple days Uh, really not a lot but we'll take anything anything to put a little moisture on the ground is going to help out so i'm excited for deer season in fact that's what we're going to talk a lot about today but first I want to give everybody an update on the True Conservation website. It is coming along great, looking fantastic. The guys have been doing a great job. um, It's going to be different. For all you that were a part of the the tournaments in the past, the True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters and all that, you're going to see a lot of similarities, uh, but you're also going to see a few changes. As far as your submissions and everything goes, all that stays the same. Uh, Should be pretty easy. Uh, everything should be faster, should work better. So I got that to look forward to. We'll see how that goes as we start getting hogs submitted. But excited about that. Um, but the big changes, I'm going to get a little spoiler alert here. Um, there is some really nice things with this website that you're going to like. One of them being a, there's a counter. So when you log on, uh, you get into your profile, you're going to see the number of hogs taken since the tournament has began, um, and you're going to see a bunch of other stats with that. Um, how many counties, the states, 
uh, everything just as this tournament continues to grow uh, and what we are doing here uh, with the True Hog Hunters tournament. So excited about that. It's a live counter. That's really cool. But the really the best thing about it is the uh, there's a live map. So you are going to be able to see uh, as hogs are being submitted and approved in the tournament, you're going to see on the map where those hogs are being taken out at. And that's really cool because there's a lot of maps out there that show, you know, the growth of hogs in the past few decades as far as their population and them migrating north and northeast and, and just them taking over the United States uh, pretty rapidly, actually. Uh, I'm hoping that this map will kind of follow that and really um, verify what all the predictions are as far as the numbers so if we do our job as hunters if we do our job with true conservation just spread awareness and get this out there get more people signed up get more people out there hunting and trapping and doing everything submitting hogs you know we should see where these things are at we should have a better idea of what's really out there and just overall just a whole lot of data that we can plug in and we can give universities and programs that are are trying to fight wild hogs we can hopefully help everybody out and that's what it's all about so stay tuned to that we will be launching the tournament really soon um and get everybody back in it hopefully um we appreciate everybody's patience with us i know there was a lot of people that you know when the website crashed got hacked and was shut down you know a lot of guys were sitting there you know missing out because couldn't give out prizes, couldn't get hogs submitted, couldn't figure out anything. Um, so just want to pre- say thank you to everybody and their patience, everybody for being so understanding in that we have a whole new website being developed. It is almost done, and we will be right back to hunting hogs and handing out prizes. Another reminder, everybody in the True Hog Hunters tournaments, things are changing as far as how we give prizes out. We are going to be giving everybody a chance your sign up into the tournament gives you a ticket to the raffle right off the bat whether you submit a hog or not so everybody's going to have a chance at winning your chance goes up when you submit hogs and they get approved so you know get out there hunt hogs that's basically buying you extra raffle tickets you cannot purchase extra raffle tickets they have to be earned so everybody has Basically, from from day one, the same chance. It's an effort thing. It's a game. You got to go out, hunt hogs, get them submitted, get them approved, do it the right way, do it the safe way, and uh, have fun. Have fun. Do our part. Raise awareness, and uh, try to knock down this this hog population. But back to deer season. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on deer season a little bit today, and I I know a lot of guys that are strictly hog hunters. <laughs> may get a little irked at me, but we are coming up on on a very important preparation time. In fact, you know, I probably should have done it last month. I probably, you know, should have done it all year, honestly, but I I stopped feeding. We've had, like I said, traffic in and out of the property, so I let the feeders go dry just because it just, you know, just didn't seem to be worth the extra money with corn being $10 a bag for a 50-pound bag. Uh, So I ended up letting the feeders go dry which is something that I didn't do last year, but um, I went ahead and let them go dry this year. And it's time to start getting everything 
back up and running. Now, because I let the feeders go dry, there hasn't been traffic at the feeders, which means, excuse me, my phone is on. I thought I turned off the volume. Um, because there hasn't been any traffic at the feeders, the feeders are growing up. I got sunflowers and weeds and everything growing up around them. So going to need to get out there, do a little shredding, um, probably get the chainsaw out there, uh, some limb loppers, do a little tree trimming. Going to move the tree stand from uh, this past year, hunting down the river bottom. Going to move that and really focus on one particular area, um, an area that I did not hunt last year. I went and sat in that spot one time. I think my sister-in-law sat it twice. So really last year, a spot that, you know, um, we killed a, a big 10-point on a couple years back, a buck that we named Maximus. Um we really, honestly, I fed there a lot last year, but it wasn't pressured. I really wasn't in that area a whole lot. And I think that's going to kind of pay off this year. I was thinking about that a lot this past couple of weeks. Of just, I only sat there once, and it was a great sit. Saw a lot of action. Um, I had a lot of activity on my game camera in that area, but I never really sat that spot. I was so busy and so focused on, on bow hunting that I was, I wasn't far from that spot, but I wasn't hunting it. So, um, there is that one particular buck that we are chasing this year. He is an old eight. I've been watching now for a long time. If he comes back this year, it'd be year four watching him. And, um, I'd love to get a shot off on him. I'd love for somebody in the family to get a shot off on him. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's time. Uh, I've been talking about that. I'm really pumped up to see him. Um, if I see him, you know, that's all up to God. He may not even be alive anymore, but he looked really healthy uh, at the end of the season. Last time I got, he did a little fighting uh, postseason, broke off one of his, one of his uh, uh, I think it was a G, G2, uh, snapped it off about midway. So, you know, that's fine, but he didn't look banged up. He didn't look drawn out. He didn't look tired. You know, some of these bucks, sometimes they just go, 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 and then you'll see them with their tongue hanging out, and they're just, you know, almost like just a bag of bones by by the end of the, the season, just at the end of the rut. But he looked really good, looked really healthy. Um, I was definitely chasing a buck that I do want to, to spread his genetics just because he's just such a beautiful eight, very symmetrical, um, just a big, typical Texas eight-pointer, and, and I'm, I'm very excited to hunt him this year. Um, I'd just love to see him. Even if I just got him on game camera one time, that would be a success. I... I, I've been enjoying this this deer's company in the past few years and watching him grow. So excited about him, but I am going to change my setup this year. I'm going to get off the river bottom. Uh, well, per se, I'm still going to be hunting very close to the river. Um, but I had a I had a big ten point last year make an appearance, and same thing in this one particular spot. I didn't hunt. Uh, moseyed on through the creek bottom. Uh, uh, that part of the creek, I have dug out a small pond. Now, how that pond held up in the flood, I don't know. I haven't been down there since the flood. I've been, uh, I don't go on that part of the property very often until deer season. Basically, I go in, do a cleanup, get the feeder going. But most of the time, I don't step foot down in that part of the property. So, need to get down there this weekend, see if the pond held up, see if it's holding water. And if it is, I'm excited about that. I'm very excited to see uh, if we're going to continue getting the traffic down there, if that buck's going to come back, you know, 
I've seen bucks in the past make an appearance and never see them again. Now, they could have been hunted and shot. They could have just moved on to other pastures. You know, deer do tend to just come and go. So you have, deer have a range. They have kind of their home place, and and they have a range that they'll travel, especially in the rut. So I don't know. There's a lot of things going to happen. There was a couple 10 points last year as well. One had a, a branch broken off really early in the year. I don't know exactly what happened there before the rut had even began, before season had even began. Um, way too early for them to be fighting. Um, I don't know what happened there, but he broke off his main beam. Like, uh, I think my first my first video of him was in like September. So right after they they shed velvet, he broke off his main beam. So which was good because you know big bodied buck, good looking deer, probably right at legal. He was just kind of a really tall buck. Um, for so he he uh, immediately was kind of counted off he didn't have you know a branch enough of enough antler left where it forked out um which would keep him as an illegal buck down here to shoot you can shoot a a buck with 10 points on one side but if it's got a spike on the other it's legal it's labeled as a spike Uh, but if they branch out on the other side and they are less than 13 inches wide you cannot shoot that buck so he was as far as legalities go, he was safe. That doesn't mean somebody won't poach him, somebody won't hit him with their truck on the road. But uh, he made it through the season as well. Um, a, a couple smaller eights that looked really good. It, the deer in the area have just blossomed here in, in the past 10 years, especially in the past five. And it's just getting better and better. And season is just just fun to go out and, and enjoy the property, enjoy the hunt, because g- growing up, we didn't see deer like that. We were lucky to see does, lucky to see. Then we got lucky to see spikes and, and, and young bucks. And I think everybody's really transitioned into letting these deer go another year, you know, try to chase the old bucks. We all understand at the end of the season, it's about putting meat on the table. You know, um, don't we as I kind of like, I guess in my, my mind, I'm not going to shoot a three or four year old, you know, in the first few weeks of season, uh, first half of the season. I won't think about shooting a buck like that until like the last two weekends. And I really need deer meat. And, and, and Texas, at least our county has gotten better. Meat's not as Carnes County, the county I hunt in for a long time was a spike and a buck over 13 inches wide. So you really didn't get a whole lot of option. It was kind of, you know, you weren't allowed to shoot doe unless you had a bow. And they made some changes. So now that I'm bow hunting, I can shoot a doe in October and have meat in the freezer. That's a plus for me. That means I'm not desperate for meat um, as far as venison goes. And then you also have like the four-day season around Thanksgiving uh, for rifle with doe as well. So if I don't get a a doe in bow season you still got that season to hunt them and with that as well there's the possibility of going and doing some coal hunts on some other properties so me shooting a three or four year old is not really um an option for me anymore it was a few years back but now as far as meat goes I'm, I'm pretty well taken care of so the home property has really gotten 
gotten better because of that, having more options um, as far as meat. And we've kind of become more of the trophy hunters, I think, in the aspect of deer season. But, you know, we also fill freezers with tons of pig meat. we got lots lots of wild hogs running around, um, excited about hunting those, excited about getting down. I don't know where I'm going to put my tree stand. There's a, there's a couple areas I have in mind, um, but I don't know yet. It's all about approach. Last year, you know, I, I've even thought about taking the tree stand and just putting it, like, right there by one of the gates going down the river with no feeder, just hunting a trail. I noticed a lot of natural trails going through there. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. There's a there's a million possibilities. Um, it's going to be kind of a do my best evaluation on the spot and, and send up a prayer and see what happens. Both seasons going to be fun. Um, rifle season is going to be, I think, even better. You know, if I get my buck in, in bow season, there really won't be much of a rifle season for me, but there will be going out hunting pigs. There will be going out taking my daughter with me, introducing her to it. She's too, She won't be hunting yet. She will be, uh, she'll be turning five this deer season, uh, but she probably won't, I probably won't think about getting her on a buck until she's at least eight. Um, she's a very small frame, little petite thing. So shooting a deer rifle, even something like a 223 or anything like that, she's just so tiny. Her, her arms ain't long enough yet. She's got a long way to go. And, and honestly, you know, most important thing is just learning gun safety for her, um, getting out, getting around it. And she's done a really good job at that. Um, we are, we're just teaching her the basics, you know, most important thing being safety. Most important thing is, is, you know, a gun is not a toy. Um, you are not allowed to even touch a gun without my permission and you only handle it when I let you handle it. So there's, there's, there's a lot of, of educating that needs to be done before we even think about hunting. Um, a lot of that will also happen this dove season. She went out with me the past couple years, you know, not holding a gun, not shooting a gun, just being around it, wearing her earmuffs. You know, um, I try to do my best of showing her, like, why I set up the way I do, why I want her to, you know, sit where I want her to sit. That way she's not around my muzzle. She's not even next to me. She's behind me. And just really watch how to handle the gun, watch how I carry it, you know, keep them – I, I – I'm one when I carry a shotgun, I like to keep the muzzle up. I don't like to keep it down. Um, you know, obviously when you're in the field, um, as birds are coming in, I have one in the chamber, I'm shooting a semi-auto. So there's a lot of things that, you know, can go wrong in hunting, especially bird hunting. You hear these accidents of birds flying in between hunters and people peppering each other or shooting each other. And, you know, so taking your kid out is, there's a, a lot of, lot of extra stress to me as, as a hunter when I have my kid out there in the field with me um but that has it's all I, it's honestly been great for me it's you know being a young man you get a little reckless get a little careless you know um bird hunting but now that I'm you know I'm 30 years old now I got my daughter and I feel like you know there's a lot more responsibility it's not just me out there and everything is a is a opportunity for them to learn and at that age they soak in so much information i remember you know when i was her age going out with my dad you know learning everything 
that he did and why he did it. And my dad stressed gun safety, you know, to the max. So everything, every opportunity out there in the field, you know, whether it's tracking, whether it's gun safety, whether, you know, it's just, you know, telling them why you're doing things. As you're doing it, explain why you're doing it. Um, that goes a long way um, in making better hunters. You know, why did we go out and watch a three- or four-year-old eight-point that was legal, a really good buck? Why did you not shoot that? And explain to them why. Explain to them why, you know, when you were hog hunting, you shot the, you know, 100-pound sow instead of the 250-pound boar. Um whether whatever reason it might be, even if it's the the other way, you know, if you, if you shoot a spike, explain why. If you shoot a cold buck, explain why. You know, if you shoot a deer, you know that's thirteen and a quarter inches wide at three years old. You know, explain why you shot that deer. If it's, you know, if you shot that deer for meat on your table, explain to them why. There's always a reason why we do things, and there's always a, an opportunity for them to learn. Um, it's it's going to be it's fun. I'm I'm. I'm excited about it. That's that's hands down. Hunting has gotten a lot more enjoyable as I've gotten older, um, and as I've started my family, I, I enjoy every opportunity out there, um, taking her and seeing how she lights up. You know, uh, last year was just heaven. Having even that just the one time going to the blind, having her take all her snacks, walk with me out there, and just enjoying it. You know, I took a little thermos of cocoa and we sat there and let her sip on our cocoa and, and eat snacks and watch deer. And, you know, it was fun. It was a beautiful evening. Um, and I hope to have a lot more evenings like that. That's the best way to get kids into hunting is make it fun. You know, it's not always about the kill. And I, I like to preach that on the, on this show is hunting is not about killing. There's so much more than that. And I think that people will lose focus, you know, on both sides, you know, as far as the people who are anti hunters and hunters, can sometimes lose focus on what hunting is really about and you know when you do it as a family it's very special when you could sit there and eat dinner and know where that meat came from um it's it's a very special that's it with any kind of food even if it's you know vegetables out of your garden knowing where that came from you know knowing that you put the time and the effort the sweat into making that happen is a very special thing so that's something I want to do more in our house. Uh, the gardening thing, we, we always talk about it. We haven't done it yet. Um, you know, eating healthy is, is something that you want to do as a family. And the best way, I mean, the best meat out there is the meat that's just running around wild. Um, hands down. You want to talk about being organic? Like, that's it. If uh, everybody out there that's hunting and gardening and doing all that, that's the most organic life that you could possibly do. Um, you know, and, and it gets, it gets bashed on a lot. Hunters get bashed on. And there's a reason for that. You know, there's people out there that, you know, you got a small group of people that will give everybody a bad name and that's in anything. So it's just our job as the people doing it the right way to, to try and, rise above it we need to always be an example you know even if we don't think we're being watched be the example out there um excuse me uh hog hunting you know hog hunting hog hunters get a bad rap you know it's a it's a it's become a sport it's become something that's uh it has to be done uh it's a brutal sport hogs are tough 
mean wild animals. You know, uh, a deer has this uh, reputation of being like almost majestic. And I don't know if it's because of the movie Bambi or what, but a lot of people look at deer as they're cute. People want to grow deer to be bigger. They want them in their yards and their neighborhoods and everything else. And, and you know, honestly, deer can go out there and eat everybody's flower beds up and everything. And everyone's kind of like, eh, it's a deer. But if a hog does it, now it's a problem. So hogs are obviously invasive species. They're not native to the United States. Um, and they've taken over. And the only way to hunt these things is to really uh, get brutal. I mean, you got... We go out there with ARs and thermals and night vision. You run them down with dogs, and you have, you know, pit bulls yanking them down by the ear. And you have, you know, guys in buggies chasing them down, people in helicopters with ARs and shotguns shooting them from the sky. There's, you know, trappers that are, are trapping, you know, 30, 40 at a time and having to, to put them down that way. And it's it's necessary. It's it's. Because it, it is absolutely necessary. If we didn't do these things, you know, you wouldn't have deer in your yard eating. You, w- you would have pigs destroying everything if we didn't have hunters out there putting in the effort. And that's what we're trying to do here on the podcast. Raise awareness. We want you to get out there and hunt them. We want you to be a part of the tournament. We want you to win prizes because you're already going out there and doing it. And if you're not going out there and doing it, we encourage you to go out there and do it. If you want to get into hunting, hog hunting is the best type of hunting to get into. It's affordable. Um, if you don't have land, it's usually, you know, if you had to go out and actually pay to go hunt somebody's property, people will let you. And and it's not going to be the same high dollar rate as like going out and hunting whitetail or anything like that. You can go out and hunt hogs at a very reasonable price. There, You can hunt them with with rimfire if you want to if you're a good shot you could shoot them with 22 mags 22 long rifles 17 hmr there's not any rules to it compared to like uh hunting them hunting hunting whitetail or, or other uh other game species so it's really up to you on how you want to do it you know you want to go out and chase them with dogs or somebody it's that's a fun way to get into it as well um there's, there's a little bit more of a drilling rush in that. If you want to spend the money and go and fly around a helicopter and do it that way, um, that's always fun. I've never done it, but it looks like fun. But there's all kinds of people. People like Punisher hunting. They'll take you on top of a Jeep and run you through a field and and shoot them with ARs on while strapped to the top of a Jeep. It's it's an adrenaline rush, and, and you're doing you're getting, instead of at a feeder, shooting one, possibly two if you're lucky enough, you're going out and you're taking like that one night we took almost 50 hogs. It's, it's amazing. It's you're actually doing good when you go out and do it like that. Now that's why it gets a bad rap because it, it's a blood sport and, but it has to be done for a reason because of the overpopulation of these things. It's just killing us. So um, guys, that's going to do me on time today. I, I really rambled on about deer hunting, but I couldn't help myself. I'm just getting excited for the season and I hope you are too. Get out there. If you haven't got your feeders started, get out there, get them going, get your game cameras up. I've been putting it off way too long, but I'm excited. I'm going to go and see how to get, where to put my, my, my tree stand and uh, just kind of figure things out this weekend, see what we got going on. Hope you're getting rain. Hope you're staying cool. Hope you have a great weekend, guys. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. This is the Sounder Podcast. I'm Charlie Lobner. I'm out of here. Till next time. Bye.